The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship. Give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with caller interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. This is Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. And my name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from feeling like your digestion became sluggish? Your sex life became sluggish and your metabolism became sluggish. Did you start to feel like your mind was going on slow-mo? Your career path was equally becoming stagnant? If these things and more started to get cluttered and not progressing, then maybe you need a cleanse. Usually people think of a cleanse when they've gained weight or they've become constipated, quite frankly. Their skin gets to be a problem or their brain gets foggy. But today I'm going to tell you how a cleanse is just that. When something becomes cluttered, you need to clear it out. Today's world is very common to hear all kinds of cleanses. We got the colon cleanse. We got the we got the animus. We got the liver cleanse. Pachacama. We have all these different types of cleanses. Why are we cleaning? Do we not have a liver that creates enzymes that can remove things from our body? We're given genetic tests that measure methylation, things that, quote, detoxify. If There are genetic syndromes where we're missing a copy or two of 40 different genes for at least one methylators, methylfolate reductase. Then why at midlife would that start to be a problem? And given that we have many substances in our body that in fact methylate or detoxify especially the most potent one being SAMI that converts toxic or bad estrogen to good one. So you have to ask yourself, 
Why am I getting stuck? Why is my bowel not moving? Why is my mind stuck? Why is my career or relationship stuck? Why is my house getting cluttered? And why is my mind getting cluttered? Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to use mind, body, and medical intuition to find out what cleanses for you, mind, body, and spirit. We're taking your calls during the show, only during the show. For a free mini reading, 207-846-6497. Shy, want a private reading, two-hour reading? Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475. But subscribe to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, this forum is educational only and not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please, if you have a problem with your health, call your healthcare pro provider to obtain treatment. If you are in an emergency now, put down the podcast, zip away from the Zoom, and go directly to the emergency room immediately. So, most people, a cleanse is where they give their digestive tract a break, which is fascinating. Why would that be? Well, there are I talked about obstructions where things get cluttered. <coughs> when someone gets a small bowel obstruction or obstruction in their bowel, they do just that. They give themselves a digestive tract break. For one, they um, you do something called NPO, nothing per oral, which is, in essence, you go on a fast. They put you in the hospital, but it's not just NPO. You, they put a tube down you and they move stuff. So the first part of a cleanse is that, um, number one, you declutter, you remove stuff. And number two, you add stuff that will clear you out. But you want identifying why you got cluttered in the first place. Because all of us, whether it's a pipe, a digestive tract, or some other area in our body or skin and something, why did it get dirty in the first place? Why did it get cluttered in the first place? We all have our entire body. I think it's 10 days. Did I read this? Our cells constantly divide and shut off, like our skin. I don't know if you go around your house, it's like they say dust is dead skin. Believe it or not, your cells divide in your body every 10 days so that you could create a complete another human being. Believe it or not, that's that much turnover. And so think about it. If cells did not slough off your body, you just be one cluttered body of cells and you'd have to cleanse them off. But we have a process in which they come out. They either slough off or we excrete them off. Either our GI tract or we urinate or we sweat or we breathe out. And all of those roots cleanse us. We have a liver enzymes that get rid of stuff. Otherwise, you're going to die. You breathe in oxygen and you breathe out carbon dioxide, which gets rid of, I might add, acid. Someone tells you, you know, you're acidic. I can tell. Someone comes up to you on the subway. Hey, I think you're acidic. You know, it's after you tell them, thank you for sharing, and you back up and go to the other side of the train platform, I want you to go home and look up pH and something called the Henderson-Hasselbeck equation. Because in our blood, we have bicarb, which is kind of like 
baking soda. And bicarb buffers pH in our blood. So the acid, it stays within a certain range. Otherwise, all the enzymes in your body, nothing's going to work and you're going to die. So pH acidity stays at 7.34. You breathe out acid in the form of carbon dioxide or you urinate it out in the form of ammonia. That's why when someone buys ammonia and you open up the bottle, you're like, egads, it burns your nose because it burns acidic. Suffice it to say, you also sweat it out. All these ways of keeping normal acidity. The other thing is you may, when they, I think what they're saying is you're acidic is that they, in certain tissues, inflammatory mediators in your cells or your white cells that get, try to get rid of bacteria, it's acid like, you know, hydrochloric acid or sulfuric acid, you know, really bad stuff. The cells, when they want to kill bacteria or something, it's like Spider-Man. They squirt out this acid and it just like, it neutralizes, it zaps the bacteria and it goes, it's like something out of a horror movie. But suffice it to say, then the products of that reaction these cells have to come in and clean up the area and then there's cytokines and all these, what they call inflammatory mediators. Well, the blood takes them to the liver and the liver enzymes clear them up with an enzyme called 1A2. You don't need to know that, there will be no quiz. Suffice it to say, if you have long-term inflammation, you have lupus, Lyme, or something else, those mediators hang up in your blood and the liver enzymes, they can't keep up. Just like Lucy on that conveyor belt with the candies, the chocolates, when she was working in the chocolate factory, she couldn't keep up with the chocolates on the, the conveyor belt line. Your, your, your liver can't keep up. And then it loses its ability to um, eliminate the inflammatory mediators. And I guess you would call that, I'm getting toxic. It also can't clip up. Mercury, um, excuse me, well, mercury, maybe that's why some people say that they have higher mercury levels because your liver usually gets rid of that. But it also gets rid of things like estrogens because estrogen is eliminated by the same enzyme that those inflammatory mediators are. Just another fun fact, if you're in a cocktail party and someone goes, I'm estrogen dominant. And then you could say, do you have arthritis? And they're like, how did you know that? Are you a medical intuitive? You say, well, I do hang out with one, Dr. Mona Lisa, on the podcast or Zoom, Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. You can get it on podcasts. I digress. The point of the matter is, if you take a lot of supplements and vitamins, many of them use the same liver enzymes, your liver can't catch up and things collect in your blood. And a lot of people don't think that the more supplements, medicines they take, the liver can't keep up and things collect in their blood. Too much B12 can make you have osteoporosis. Too much B6 can make you have brain fog and so on and so on and so are the days of our lives, not to mention fatigue. Too much B6 can make you have fatigue. So then all of a sudden, someone says, I'm tired, I'm itchy, I feel stagnant. Too many vitamins can make you have um, digestive problems. They say, oh, my digestion is not moving correctly. They never pinpoint it to why are things not moving. All of a sudden they say, I got to clean it out. And all of a sudden they look like that program hoarders. You can see any program now, there's always a hoarders program on where they open up the garage door and you're like, egads. How did they collect all those beanie babies? My God. Or how did they collect all those tricycles? Or on and on and on. How come they need all those tuna fish cans? Because they're hoarding something. And so they need a cleanse. So they get some lady who's the hoarder whisperer that goes in and says, usually somebody who's tiny and looks very tidy, but you know that they... They collect something. They, there's a story there. Why they go into this business in the first place? So they come in and they go, all of this must go. And it's an environmental cleanse. 
and it's non-selective. So it's a fast and they don't allow anything to come in. Well, I remember watching the show by Nisi Nash called Clean House. And some of those people are cagey. So she's doing a cleanse. She's removing the stuff from the garage. Meanwhile, the person who owns it, the clutterer, is bringing it back in the side door. And she gets pissed as all hell. So my point is, that's the key. You can do a cleanse and you can remove everything. But if you bring it back in a side door, you're going to get cluttered again. You're going to get constipated. You're going to gain the weight back. So you have to ask yourself, why do I need to cleanse in the first place? Because if you go back on all those supplements, if you have stagnation in those areas, it's going to all come back in after all that problem. If you, if you, if you stagnate, if you create stagnation, with food and you clutter with food and you compel to eat and you have a disordered eating. And so periodically, and I know people who do this, they go on a fast and they go on a cleanse. I know people who did this. Then they do that once a month. And then the next, then they start packing in the, supp the supplements. Here we go with the liver again. And they start packing in gluten free ketogenic fats. Fats go through the liver. And they'll say, oh no, these are good fat. I, you know what? I don't care. Too much excess, excess clutters. I don't care if it's very expensive furniture. Too much expensive furniture is still excessive clutter. Too many fats is excess. Too many carbs is excess. Too many supplements, too much is too much. Too much work is excess. And so ask yourself what needs to be cleansed. And finally, last but not least, if you have a digestive problem and it needs to be cleansed, understand that what you're doing is resetting like a computer. You're doing a crash. You're crashing your system. You can only do that so much. When you do a fast and you rapidly, for a sustained amount of time, remove calories, you're actually resetting the immune system lining your bowel. It's called transamination. You don't get energy from food. You start to get energy, not from fat, but from muscle. And the amino acids from the muscle, you convert glutamine via enterocytes, these cells lining your gut. That's why they call it, I think, a bowel cleanse. You start, you take out glutamine from your muscle. I hope I'm getting this right. Let me get, let me get the card. You take glutamine from your muscle. And it goes to your enterocytes, lining your bowel. This is when you go on a fast cleanse. And it gets converted to alanine, which goes to your liver. And somehow that releases energy. That's, I think, the essence of a fast and a bowel cleanse. And I think that's why you start to feel the elevation, the illumination after a fast and then a cleanse. But then if you throw all that stuff back, like Nishi, Nas, Nishi, Nishi Nash's clean house, you throw all the supplements back, you throw all the fat back, and you bring all the beanie babies back, it's going to create the whole process. Then, then you're going to have to cleanse it again. Find out what in your life, medical intuition is like a dashboard. Your body's like a dashboard, turn it on the side. What area is stagnated or stuck? What area do you need to cleanse? It has a symbolic area in your life that's stuck. Work, digestion, responsibility, that's the bowel. Hormones that are stuck, that's relationships and money. And so on and so on.
If you want to know more about this, you can go to my latest book, Louise Hay, Heal Your Mind, or all as well. Hay House. I This summer, once a year, I have a seven-day class. Teaches you how to use medical intuition to heal mind, body, and soul. It is um, limited to 50 people. If you want to get in that class, go to www.drmonalisa.com www.drmonalisa.com. You'll learn how to use medical intuition, learning how to clairvoyantly, clairaudiently, clairsentiently use your empathy, um, picking other people's pain up, transform the suffering to an intuitive intelligence. So now I put the phone back on the hook and I am available to take your questions. I bought a little bit back about the bowel cleanse, but until I get your questions, put your hands up. I'm going to talk about the type of cleanses. A juice cleanse is usually a bowel treatment and um, it's for several days. But then there's also juices with dietary supplements but sometimes people use those kinds of procedures for juice with procedure enema and colonic irrigation. So they add something and then they remove something. So they think the bowel is cluttered, so they're going to irrigate it by removing stuff from your colon. The problem is if you constantly use colonics, from my perspective, and enemas, you're going to, it's like, someone's carrying your groceries for you all the time, or you're using a cane all the time, you start to get atrophy in your own muscles and that there's such a thing as laxative abuse and you mess up your own peristalsis regular tone in your bowel for removal of things. So usually GI specialists I'm not into system, I mean, maybe occasionally, but systematically doing that. Um, it's better to figure out how to do it on your own steam. We'll take a call, for, um, we'll take a question from Martha. How can I be of help? And unmute yourself. Martha, you're, you're, you're yeah. on. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Monalisa. Um, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm fairly well, and you're speaking really, um, uh, yeah, it's really hitting home. Um, <clears throat> I've recently really realized that I'm dealing with, um, uh, I guess what you would call binge eating and just compulsive overeating. Okay. So, um, and what do you call women, women, women? This is why I like to do readings, not seeing someone's picture, but knowing only their name and age. And the first part of the reading is audio only. And I talk. And when they try to say something, I go, I sound like Kramer on Seinfeld. And then it, once I finish the reading, where I'm describing your life, emotional life and physical body, then I say, can I please, can you please tell me your health concerns? But I'm looking right at your picture. And it's hard for me to see that calories in would exceed calories out. Right. So um, it's. <clears throat> so somehow, wait a minute. If you're bringing in things into your body, they're not creating clutter or obesity or stagnation. So either you are removing them via some addictive process like overexercise or purging, meaning you're doing some kind of laxative or some kind of removal or throwing up or something. It can't just be overeating because you must be eating and either removing it before you metabolize it and absorb the calories or hyper-metabolizing it in a way that will be ultimately injurious to your body. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah, it, it gets very stuck. I overeat and then I realize what I'm doing is then I'll go through a cycle of under eating to try to get things moving again. Okay, then, so hold on a second. But you didn't talk about that. You just talked about the well, binge because eating. I get so uncomfortable because I ate. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's it's you only talked about the binge. So people talk by people talk about depression. Except we have five basic emotions: fear, anger, sadness, love, and joy. Okay. So, oh, but. There is a mood disorder called depression, which is too low. And there is a food disorder, which is too little. Um, an appetite problem, nausea. Okay, you eat too little, anorexia. Okay, you see where the parallel is. Your mood's too low, insufficient mood, insufficient joy, depression. Insuff insufficient eating appetite, anorexia. Got it? Alternately, if you have excessive mood, it's mania. Excessive eating would be either bulimia or obesity. Are you following me? Similarly, some people can have a bipolar mood disorder where they can have anorexia and bulimia where they can binge and then um i don't purge i didn't say you purged did i say you purge because you're going to have to get your healing you're going to have to i'm not i'm not using an extreme definition i'm yeah. trying to show you the the polarity the extremes of going back and forth mm -hmm. do you understand yes because you missed one of the poles okay. you have excessive but then you have moments of deficiency and you yep. sweep from one extreme to the other, but you only mentioned the excessive. You didn't mention the deficiency. I guess. I Yeah. Okay. And the reason why, let me tell you why. Because in bipolar, people love the mania, but they don't like the depression. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. In anorexia and bulimia, people enjoy the anorexia, but they don't like the bulimia. And the reason why, the bulimia meaning the excessive eating, the, the binging, because binging makes you feel bad. It actually distends your abdomen and makes you pain. It's painful. Do you understand? I'm not talking about throwing up right now. I'm just talking about excessive eating. It's yeah, like, I love it when I'm doing it. I, didn't, I understand it because a week after when the... it's, it releases opiates. Yeah. Because it gives you a high. It's like excessively um, drinking or smoking yeah. or something. But then you've got a rock in your abdomen. Right. Right. And it doesn't move because you're carrying a bunch of stuff in you. Yeah. And you your muscles can't push it out. The sheer volume of what you've eaten gets stuck. In Chinese medicine, they call it stuck mass. But anorexia gives you a high that lasts because starving actually creates a euphoria. I'm not starving. I just know that I don't. No, but you eat less. And it, I'm feeling... I eat less. To, I eat normal. And it feels like I'm starving because I've gone from being so extreme with the binge. So I really think when I eat, Less, it's actually eating more normal, but it okay. may be that nutritionally balanced. And that's where I feel the depravity. It's not necessarily okay. that. The only reason why I say this, and I'm not trying to give you semantics, is you mentioned one but not the other. And right. the reason because why I say I that is because no, like it's because it's disordered eating. It's, it's disordered. Yeah, that's why binge eating disorder is what I've. But you I only identify one side of it is disordered. 
Okay. Well, that's when I read about binge eating disorder is what made sense. And that to me, they described it as having the binge and then going back to not binging and then going to the binge. Cause I'm not really like starving myself after the binge. My I'm, point I'm is, is your whole process of how I don't you eat that much. <laughs> all your whole process of how you eat is disordered. Exactly. Yes. When you eat too much or when you eat what you call healthy, it's not normal. Because your eating centers, your relationship with food is warped. Right. And and I might add, the reason why I say this is not sheer semantics. It's because the stretch receptors in your bowel are different. And in your brain, the nucleus accumbens for opiates is different. Yeah. So it's not just about food. Yeah. I have a question for you because you did a reading for me a long time ago. I have narcolepsy and I have read in the past something about the ghrelin response. There you go. There you, so I was about to say that. The reason why I was about to say that, and that's why I went to that. And you you got all, because you can't put you in the bulimia category because your brain is unusual. If whenever you have a sleep wakefulness cycle problem, it's not just a sleep disorder where you fall asleep. If you have narcolepsy, it's a sleep wakefulness cycle. When you're awake, you're not completely awake because you fall asleep and you're not waking up correctly. It's a sleep wakefulness cycle problem. It's not just a sleep disorder. The same thing with eating. It's not just bulimia. And you can't apply just the word bulimia to you because you have a sleep disorder. And you're right. Because appetite, erection, and sleep are related. There you go. That's my point. So what do I need to do to... First of all, you need to understand that the cookie cutter issue with food doesn't match with you because, because we know that when people are sleep deprived, they want to eat the siding off the wall. Why is that? Because they need a stimulant to stay awake? No, because the rexins messed up in their brain because of sleep. And it messes up the satiety. Their brain says, eat, eat, eat. When it's not about eating, it's that their brain is tricking them with a rexin to think it's appetite. Meanwhile, you're eating, purging, eating, purging, eating, purging, when it has nothing to do with eating or food. And you call it an eating disorder when it really has to do with your sleep disorder or your brain disorder with sleep wakefulness cycle. Do you get it now? That's why I called it bipolar, both sides. So you need to regulate your 24-hour clock to an incredible, fantastic degree. Will you, get, will you get up every day? I can, I'm going to tell you right now. So you don't know who you're talking to. You're not talking to an ordinary housewife. You know, of course, I have a sleep disorder, right? Yeah, I read your book years ago. That's part of how I learned what I had. <laughs> Good. So my point is you have to entrain your clock to a clock outside of you. But you struggle for control because people with eating issues fight for control. And you ain't in control, Missy. There's only one thing that's control, and that's outside of you, the sun. Yes. You get, uh, right. Yeah, I just so, like to walk towards the rising sun. Um, I'm not as regular as I used to be. And no, I try no, to. No, 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 no. So, I therefore, need. that's the point. Because cortisol and insulin are entrained with the sun, and cortisol and insulin are related to, wait for it, appetite. So you understand, this is the first thing. You ask me for a solution, I'm giving you a solution. Number one, you understand that when you want to eat is irrelevant. Two, your sense of appetite or wanting to put something in your mouth is irrelevant. It is a, a miss, it's a cue that's wrong. It's like a fire alarm that goes off that there's something wrong with that alarm. It has nothing to do with the fire. Your appetite center goes off in the same way that your sleeping center goes off. It's not connected or wired correctly. So when you are hungry, it's irrelevant. You have to go by the sun and the clock. Two, cortisol's highest in the morning when you wake up. That's when you eat the most. Whether you like it or not, whether you're hungry or not, it doesn't matter. You say, I don't, that's not what I want to eat. I want you to get a file and I want you to write too bad on it with a Sharpie <laughs> because it's the way it is because your unique brain 
affords you a kind of genius. Unfortunately, it's also coupled with unfairness. 10 o'clock in the morning, you have a second, because there's a second spike of cortisol, you have a snack, protein with carb and a second bottle of water. And then noon is just a second biggest meal for the day. You take a plate, you divide it in thirds, but it's not a big meal. You're going to fall asleep. And if you fall asleep, you're going to gain weight and then you're going to be hungry. And so are the days of our life. It's going to mess up your sleep. And in the afternoon, the same. Two o'clock or something, you have the other half of that protein bar and the second bottle of water. And then before five o'clock, no later than 5.30, take a small plate of dessert plate. You have a small piece of protein, dark leafy vegetable. I guarantee you will be hungry. Last night, I could have killed someone for something. I said, it's simply not worth it. It will disrupt your sleep. And it doesn't matter how many calories I've eaten. It's irrelevant. I could eat 600. I'll still gain a pound. And then every day, are you going to hate this? You weigh yourself. Not because of how much you weigh, but to find out what upset you and what disrupted your sleep. Get an aura ring. It will follow your sleep wakefulness cycle and follow your, um, what do you call that? Um, heart rate variability, which is a measure of um, your emotional regulation. You may find you're not doing it, at which time you will remember a friend of mine, Laura Day, saying, well, you just have to be more disciplined. Just like a diabetic, you have to be disciplined. Are you there? Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Thank you. Is that something I'm sure, you know, it, something tells me you've been very disciplined at certain times of your life. Yes. Yes. And I have tried before with having my main meal, the lunch. No, but I know. But wait a minute now. Yeah. I want you to take the win. I want you to savor it. Something tells me that you've been very disciplined at times in your life and you've done something very similar like that, haven't you? Yes. Perfect. Yes. So you have done that. Yeah, I've regulated really, really well before. Okay, um, wait a minute now. So when you can't, it tells me that you're emotionally deregulated. Yes. Perfect. So now you know where we're going with this. So that means that your right brain is leaky and that you're losing your emotional footing. And so you have to ask yourself, why am I losing identity diffusion? Why am I losing my emotional footing? Or why am I losing myself? What is it that's making me lose what I need to do? And when I look at you, I see that your major thing that makes you feel good is third center work. Not too much, not too little, just enough. And that you need a certain amount of time to really remove yourself from input from other people to like reset your computer. But there's someone near you, if somebody is very strong, has loud emotions, very intense, or even if they don't sound loud, there's a lot of stuff boiling underneath the surface. You can hear it and you can feel it. That disrupts you. It will disrupt your sleep wakefulness cycle and it will disrupt your eating. Who do you live with? No one. Who's the last person you live with? My cat. What happened to your cat? Um... He was old and died. I'm sorry? He was old and, and, and died. Yeah. How old are you? 48. Have you ever heard the phrase, better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all? Yes. Do you know that the person who wrote that eliminated the last part of the sentence because their um, publisher wouldn't have let them to write it. The phrase was really, 
Better to have loved a cat and lost than to never have loved a cat at all. <laughs> I got your laugh, didn't I? <laughs> Notice I didn't say get in a relationship or go down that alley. Because I actually think that you're very emotionally and porous and sensitive. And that, that impinges on your brain and makes it hard for you to keep emotional and sleep hygiene. Are you following me? Yes. I couldn't do it. I would fall asleep all the time. Whenever I'd visit Carolyn Mace, she'd go, why are you falling asleep all the time? <laughs> she'd scream. And I'd then fall asleep. And I'd go, well, stop getting upset at me. And then I'd fall asleep again. And she'd say, but you're always falling asleep. <laughs> are you following me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wherever we go somewhere, there you are. You're out again. And I'm like, I can't help it. You're making me upset. <laughs> And then I go see you laughing because you know exactly. Does that happen to anybody you know? <laughs> and then every time I fell asleep, it was good enough for a pound. Every single time. And then I'd eat less and less. And I gained more in weight because it had to do with the eating and the sleeping. And at that time, when I, in 1982, when I had this problem, they said I had an eating disorder. And I'm like, yeah, eating and sleeping. Until I looked it up. And the, at that moment, they only knew that the people who did it were it was called Pickwickian syndrome. They were morbidly obese and they would sleep for 17 years, I mean 17 months at a time. And it was before they knew about Orexin, getting in a hot flash because I'm getting upset. No, the, now I don't do that as much. I regulate the amount of emotional input. I don't get upset about and I take DBT. So I learned how to emotionally regulate myself. So when someone spits up, I go, well, you know, I mean not that well, but you know what I mean? I learned how to regulate it because I had someone on the phone today. And I'm not going to tell you it was a nightmare. And I did, I decided I don't want to do a reading on it because I realized it was good for a pound and missing several evenings of TV. And it simply wasn't worth it. Are you following me? Sure you're, you're in perimenopause. No, I'm, I'm post-menopause. Well, that actually even says more about your brain. My point is... And I have one. Why didn't you get another cat? Because every time you talk about your cat, your voice breaks. I don't want a cat now. I, I just, I want to be able to travel and I've been dog sitting some. So that's helpful. To Do you see the expression on my face? <laughs> that's a control thing. That means you're getting more and more restricted. It's making you an emotional anorectic. So you don't get hurt. That's stagnation. That's relationship stagnation. You can keep away people. I understand that. You can control what's in your house. But the people you had directly that you lived with were cats. And once one died, you're done. But now you get to control who comes in and out. And that's not life. That's a Ziploc bag. Do you understand? I'm trying to help you. Seriously. Yeah. People who have eating, dis disordered eating, they have control problems. People with sleep disorders learn to hyper-control emotion to control the sleep waking cycle. It's very common with um, narcoleptics because any strong emotion makes you fall asleep. However, you don't want to have an overly sanitized life that that's not life. And I understand that grief was so much, but you're only 48. When was the last time you traveled? Um, I went to Polly's Island in the spring to visit a friend in a little yoga retreat. So no one gets to enter into your kingdom. No one gets to be intimate. Not even an animal. That's emotional anorectic. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. And you Thank say, you. but I don't want to. Right. I can no longer eat wheat without having a bowel obstruction. Mm. But if someone made me an apple pie, I'd eat it. If a loved one made an apple pie for me, I'd eat it. In the movie, Aaron Brockovich, Aaron Brockovich, Julia Roberts plays Aaron. They go around trying to get these signatures and they go to this lady. Their daughter's dying of this cancer and the kid's got some kind of schmata on her head. So sad. And so she's got this curmudgeonly lawyer, Ed, with her. He's like, hey. And so they're at the end of just trying to get signatures for their legal thing. And so the mother, and these people have nothing. They like live in a trailer next to this factory. And the lady goes, would you like to have some coffee and coffee cake? Which we know is made from the water from the plants. Got it? And Ed goes, no, no, I won't have any coffee. And Julia Roberts goes, yes, that would be lovely. And she leans over to Ed and goes, have some goddamn coffee and some coffee cake, Ed. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because sometimes I go and I visit someone and I laugh like hell. And then I look at him and go, I'm going to pay for this, you know. I'm going to fall asleep and it's going to be like a pound. But I don't care. It'll be worth it every minute. Are you following me? Yes. And if somebody made me a pie, I eat the damn pie. Because one of these days, I'll be on my deathbed and I'll say, you know what? I'm glad I laughed and I ate the goddamn pie. I had a cat recently and people heard about it. I was ready to go. I have to go every two months to get hyperbaric oxygen for my feet because of this spinal cord injury. You don't want to know about that. Otherwise I lose my feet. And I have all these problems that are really life-threatening. And you know, it gets to be old, you know? And you feel old and you feel like you're going close to death and you're tired of it. So I have this cat. And then 10 or 12 hours before I get ready to leave, I find out she could have metastatic lymphoma from this stupid test, which ended up not being right, but it didn't matter. And all of a sudden, after feeling for months, oh God, take me, I'm done with this. I'm done with struggling for this since I was 12, right? The trucks, getting run over by a truck because I fell asleep. I only asked if that happened to you. A car, the whole thing. You know, after a while, it gets a little old. But all I needed was to get that test from Loretta saying that she could die at any minute. And all of a sudden I realized, you know what? I want to live. <laughs> I am full of life and this cat ain't going anywhere. And I realized my bucket vacation which is go to Hawaii and Disneyland, I'm going to cancel it because I'm not going anywhere. There's a phrase in Judaism called Nachayim, to life. I wasn't going to adopt another cat if Loretta died because I was afraid that I would die soon and that wouldn't be fair to the kitten. Man, food is life. They say bread is life. Take in life regulate taking it in and letting it go like breathing in and out cleansing is learning how to re-regulate taking it in and out the reason why people cleanse is because things get stuck in there 
and either they got constipated because they held on or things got stuck in there, cluttered. And the thing that's going to help us eventually not need cleanses is to let things come in and come out. Things get born and then they die. Let life in your house. Cry. Laugh. Eat. And then maybe you'll be deregulated for a while, but understand that eating, gaining a little weight, falling asleep, being awake is a little funny for you. Be easy on yourself. Because eating and sleeping aren't normal for you. Do you understand? Yes. Have some compassion. Is it disordered? Yeah, but there's something different about your brain. You're beautiful the way you are. Look in the mirror and say, you know what? My system's got a little flukes in it with the sleep and the eating. I'm going to let go a little bit. I'm going to get a DBT coach to help me regulate the emotions and self-judgment. And I'm going to learn to also, as in having difficulty regulating food coming in and out, I'm going to have them teach me a little bit looser on letting people or animals come in and out of my life as well. Do you understand? Yes. Thank you. Good luck. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. You know, Missy, Martha, you're a good egg. You're a brave thing. You're very, very brave. Your problem is not easy. Thank you. You can't fit into a category. Somewhere there's a cat that wants you. You have a great day. Have a great day. See you next week. Live well. Live full. Live brilliantly. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind, Body, Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.